What is up, Steeler Nation? I am here, and Mike is off in Jacksonville right now, so it's just going to be me. But we have a special guest on the show to preview Monday night primetime. You are watching Steelers Crazy, a sick production. As I said, I'm JY. Mike's in Jacksonville, but we have a special guest to break all things down. You know the only place to be if you're a Steeler fan, Steeler Crazy. Go ahead. Let's run it. Turn up your volume, your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Harris Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that next to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it's going to be sick, and we hope Monday night is a victory. But with that being said, we're going to bring on Colts insider Destin Adams of SB Nation in Stampede Blue for the shoe. I guess that's your guys' hashtag we have. Here we go. Um, first off, how are you doing? You, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Every Everything good? And I, I take it you're in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing good. I am. I'm just outside of Indianapolis, um, in okay. the central Indiana area, in a place called Anderson, Indiana. Okay. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Busy. Um, I had four that I had to go to total. Um, so wow. had to had to make sure and uh, delegate portions. You know, you, you had to choose what to eat where. Yeah, they really had the football set up yesterday. Nice because it was like till the till the minute I went to bed, there was always you know a live game on. I, I thought that was uh, the NFL did a really good job. Uh, with that being said, this week the Steelers and Colts play Monday Night Football prime time. Uh, the Steelers get a lot of prime time games. I'm, I'm, the Colts, I'm sure, do too. But I know the Steelers; they always um, get a lot of them. Um, let, let's just talk about just preview what you're most looking forward to just from, you know, kind of the, the cold side of things. I know that there's, there's a lot going on and, and I'll touch on, you know, certain things like the, the new coach over there, but I uh, just kind of the matchups that you're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Alex Highsmith. Um, just really, he, he's just really showed out this year. And I think that he's going to continue to do that. And we did get TJ Watt back. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the, the play calling this year for the Steelers, uh, a lot of people want Matt Canada out of Pittsburgh, and I totally understand it. it it's a JV playbook. I mean, you, you you don't have to understand football that much to know that, you know, I think the Bengals attested to it last game that they said they knew what was coming. When you can prepare for something that's coming, you know, nine chances out of 10, you're, you're going to you're going to make the stop. So just just talk about what uh, matchups you're looking the most for and what's going over there. You know, what's going on in Coltland? Man, what is going on in Coltland? What isn't going on in Coltland, man? I mean, it, it's been a whirlwind of a couple of months in Indianapolis. Um, what am I looking forward to? Um, it feels like every time the Colts get put on primetime, so believe it or not, the Colts do not find their names on primetime that often. Um, they end up being on it about three or four times a year. Hardly do they ever get them at Lucas Oil. So it, it'll be good to have this home primetime game. But we're going from prime time this past year where we got Denver on Thursday night football, you know, two electric offenses of Indianapolis and Denver. And then heading into Monday night football, um, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers young offense that is struggling a little bit, I think would be a fair assessment. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Colts offense that is not young and struggling, um, but is headed by a 37 year old quarterback in an offensive line that cannot block. 
Um, so the matchup that I'm excited for, the Steelers secondary um, doesn't scare me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I just see a lot of holes there, a lot of ways that the Colts, if they do have time, that they can do some damage in the passing game. And I want to see some of these young weapons on the Colts just get their numbers called and be able to make big plays. Hopefully the young tight ends are back on the field and we can see Jelani Woods back who missed last week's action. Um, hopefully he's back. He was at, he was back at practice today. Um, Kylan Grant sends a young tight end who's up and coming. And then obviously Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell, a lot of young wideouts on this team that I hope are able to have a successful outing against a below average corner depth room in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything there. Uh what uh what let's talk about Jeff Saturday. Um I mean, I know uh, a lot let's of people sounded off. Um this is just my personal take on it. I mean, he he was a great player and and no one's taking that away, but my mentality is is there's there's assistant coaches, you know, defensive coordinators who have been in the, you know, not saying that he wasn't, you know, but it, it's it was just baffling to me to the the hire. And I think it even, you know, a lot of NFL coaches like, you know, I know Bill Cower kind of sounded off on CBS, you know, because he, you know, he was a coach and you can't just like take someone, you know, we, we see it with a ton of, you know, coaches, they they the great players and just don't pan out. So uh, just talk about like kind of, you know, everything about it. I mean, from an insider himself, I kind of want to, you know, know, I think that our, you know, Steeler fans want to know as well as Colts. So. Yeah, so I mean, let, let, let's just go back to the day. So Frank Reich's fired um, a little bit before the afternoon. Um, Ooh, I wouldn't Monday. mind in Pittsburgh. I wouldn't yeah, hey, mind in Pittsburgh. Fr- Frank Reich's a good coach, man. Colts fans are very All mixed right. on him, and you'll hear a lot about him. He's a good coach. He's a good coach who mm. just where the locker room's morale was, they had to make a move, so I understood it. From what I heard um, going up to it, Frank Reich was going to be gone at the end of the season. Um, The morale, where the team was moving as a locker room, the personality fit just wasn't there anymore. And I think Frank Reich's a good football coach. I think Frank Reich is going to be a good football coach, and he's going to land on his feet. Um, I just think he had to move on to a new place. So the fire mid-year was shocking, even though I knew he was out by the end of the year. Because Jim Irsay does not fire coaches mid-year. He doesn't do it. Um, losing to New England, how we lost to him, and just a full-on beatdown out down in Foxborough. Who, if you ask me, is that a rivalry anymore between Indianapolis and New England? I'm not going to say that is, uh, but within the fan base and Ursay and Kraft, they they consider that just a rivalry that's going to be there forever. So yeah. that to that extent, I think that rushed things for Jim. And I think you're completely right. There were certain things here where the Colts did not go through normal protocol. That's for sure. Um, I think there are certain aspects of it that are crazy. Um, To me, at the end of the day, Saturday got this job all off of who he knows. He has a very good relationship with Jim Irsay. Irsay's Mm -hmm. tried to get Saturday in the building multiple times over the years, one time in 2014, again in 2019, and then even again before this season. They've been trying to get him in the building, whether it was a coaching position, whether it was in the front office. They just went all out. They said, you're the head coach. They had an opening. They had an opening, and Jim decided to do it. Right place, right time. I I guess. And it fell fell into his lap a little bit. Um, I do want to go on record. I have some issues with how Indianapolis went through the hiring process here. But I think the part where I kind of push back on some of the national media's coverage of the situation is – 
I have no negative feelings towards Jeff Saturday for oh, no. accepting the position, going about it. I hope he did. shocks the world. I mean, yeah, oh, exactly. I, you know, but and I'm rooting for I'm rooting for him, even if I think I'm not rooting for a Monday, though. I will steps. say that <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I think Indianapolis skipped some steps. They took some shortcuts around this to do it. And we'll, we'll see how the offseason plays out, if there's any repercussions in that area mm. of the world. But for Jeff Saturday, I think he's approaching it the right way. The guys in the locker room, they buy what he's selling. Um, he's not a guy who's come in expecting something out of them that they don't expect out of themselves. And he's been very honest about he doesn't have coaching experience at the national football mm-hmm. level or the college level, but he's played in this league. He has experience. He knows what it takes to win in this league. And the guys love that. I, 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 that's all I'll say. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What is like the whole uh, – you know, in the locker room type feel is it, is everyone kind of like rooting for him, rallying around him or, is, you know, because I mean, that's just like, I don't know if he was like on the sidelines, like before, you know, what he was like, what his part in the court organization was. Yeah, so Jeff Saturday has been around a little bit. He, he's been advising here and there. Mm-hmm. So he's had an in and out relationship with the team where he will be made, calls will get made where the offensive line's been struggling all year. So Saturday's been weighing in on that. So yeah. Saturday has been behind the scenes with the Colts in a not official position. Um, and then he, he's just an Indianapolis icon yeah. um, around here. Just Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning. When you hear Jeff Saturday's name, people are just thinking of those glory years. Yeah. And obviously Ursay does um, with, with the yeah. move being made. But the guys really do respect and love Jeff Saturday so far. And it's not because they didn't like Frank Reich. Um, yeah. I just think the way the locker room was moving, they knew this was coming. I don't think they knew it was going to happen mid-year. Mm-hmm. And they were shocked as anybody when Jeff Saturday was named the head coach. I mean, yeah. I mean I almost imagine. everyone in the building. Almost everybody they probably the just found out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a I have a buddy who works for their organization, and he, he reached out just right after, mm-hmm. and he said people were just shocked. He said people were going home early. Yeah, they, they thought it was just going to be a fire sale. Like they they didn't know what was happening. They just thought everybody was getting fired today. Like it yeah. was just one of those feelings where it was like, man, we do not know what's going on. Um, I, I think the morale is a little bit better now. Um, I will say, from my knowledge of the situation, the locker room did not respond as negatively to Frank Reich being fired as mm-hmm. when Matt Ryan was benched a few weeks ago yeah. for Sam Ellinger. Um, the locker room saw that move as a tanking situation, which Ursay and co have said that's not what it was, but the locker room saw it that way. The locker room saw it as mm-hmm. they were tanking. They were punting on the season. So Jeff Saturday, one of the first things he does is names Matt Ryan, the, quarterback one again um, yeah. and that that won over a lot of guys in the locker room i'll tell you that oh i like that and uh so talk about like the the matt ryan you know obviously you said he's a he's an older quarterback he's been in the league for a while we have kenny pickett who's uh you know he shows some signs of confidence and has been you know you, you as a rookie quarterback people don't understand in steeler land everyone's so spoiled like they're, they call it a rebuild, like a, a re whatever you want to call it. In Pittsburgh, they just always – it's a winning mentality. Um, and that's just like the standard is the standard, as they say. But, you know, this year, like everyone is like getting a dose of, hey, guess what? Like this could be a rebuilding year, and you got to just watch the progression of Kenny Pickett um, and the young guys. I mean, George Pickens is really – with the trade of Chase Claypool, it really just in one – in those couple games really just elevated him and just, you know, I think that – Pickett and him I, I read an article earlier this week talking about their their connection previous even 
you know, uh, through other things when they were in college. So, uh, I mean, it, th this is a young team. We, we have a lot of, you know, the defense one week when, when the Steelers put up 30 points, uh, you know, you think we're winning the game, but then the Bengals put up, you know, seven more. So it's, you know, it, you can't, you can't play a full it, football is a team game. And we, we just haven't been doing that. It's one or the other. Uh, I think that that's what we've been dealing with. So going into this game, you know, I think it's up in the air. I think it's a 50, 50 shot. Uh, just realistically speaking, obviously I'm always going to say the Steelers are going to win, but if we're being realistic here, I mean, this season I've seen it all will beat the Steelers really play to their opponent. Uh, whatever, you know, their record is sadly, uh, over the years, that's what it seems. So, um, just kind of talk about Matt Ryan a little bit more, and then we're going to end on, uh, the Colts and the Steelers. What can they do to win the game? So go ahead. Just a little bit more on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I would say the Matt Ryan experience has not been what a lot of people in Indianapolis were expecting. Um, but I, I wouldn't put a lot of the blame on Matt Ryan himself. Mm -hmm. Um, he was promised a top five running game, a top five offensive line, a young and upcoming receiver tight end room, um, and a well-respected offensive mind around the league in Frank Reich. And if we just go down the list of those things that were promised to him, the offensive line is not only not a top five offensive line, it's a bottom five offensive line in pass protection this season. Yeah. It, we are not a top five rushing offense. We're actually in the bottom half of the league when it comes to rushing offense right now. Um, mm -hmm. And then you go down through the receiving room, who I do think has overplayed a lot of fans' expectations, mm -hmm. um, but still lacks that above average traits at the moment to make up for some of the defense, the cons of this offense right now. Um, so they're going through all these things and, now you have your 37-year-old Matt Ryan in the backfield who in all sense is being asked to do even more than he's been asked in Atlanta the last couple of years to help this offense succeed. Um, has Matt Ryan made some bonehead decisions in that first few weeks? Absolutely. Some throws that you just cannot have, some fumbles that I think my grandmother could have held on to in the backfield. Um, but he found a way to put the ball on the ground, put the ball in the defender's hands. And you cannot do that in the national football league to the level he was doing it. When he was benched, he was leading the league in fumbles and leading the league in interceptions. Um, the Colts were last in the turnover margins in the NFL at that moment. And those are just not a way to succeed in the national football league. Um, yeah. Since coming back, I think I Steeler think fans are experiencing that now with a rookie quarterback and, you know, uh, how Mitch Trubisky performed at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it, that's why I said it. I think it's 50 50 in this game because I think that the Steelers and Colts are very similar as in an aspect that you guys have an aging quarterback. We have an inexperienced quarterback, offensive line, running game. Um, I think Jalen Warren, I said that he's out. So, I, I, I'm pretty sure Anthony McFarland just got activated. Um, or not activated, but he's going to be in there for Jalen Warren. So it, it's it's crazy, man. And that's what's what's crazy about it. It's all, in the NFL. It's always next man up, and that's something that the Steelers have been good at. But I mean, this year has just been tough. I mean, anytime you know someone like T.J. Watt gets injured, it, it he just boosts the morale of that whole defense. And uh, Alex Highsmith, as I said and alluded to earlier, he he this year I don't think people. Thought I always knew he had it in him, and now like with with TJ's injury, and he just stepped up and he just kept it going. Honestly, he I think that he's the biggest surprise. And Devin Bush, uh, you know, being graded where he is, he's a first round pick. That's the thing, like with being a first round pick, is like 
I, I'm not saying Devin Bush isn't he's he's a good he's good at what he does, but he's not spectacular. But when you're you're always gonna be graded as a first round. So I think that that's why he gets what he's perceived at. But I mean the defense rather than last game, you know, it, it again it's it's too wishy-washy. The Steelers are too wishy-washy this year, and I, that's just I, I sometimes I, I don't want to be a homer and say, yeah, we're going we're going I want to say we're going to the Super Bowl. But uh, I think that there's bigger problems in Pittsburgh. I think that people are basically calling for Big Ben uh, as the new OC, which I, I wouldn't mind it. Speaking of, you know, Jeff, Jeff Saturday, that Big Ben can. Uh, hey, Big Ben's having it. a successful podcast career. Yes. Now, right. Yes. He's gone straight into the podcast. World. Yeah. He just drinks beer and just analyzes everything because think, I don't think he's ready to give that up yet. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that I think that he really wants wanted to be out there still. If it was up to him, I think the Steelers told him, with all due respect, like we gotta we gotta start, you know, somewhere. Um, so here we are, Kenny Pickett. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting Monday. Steelers are good in prime time. I wrote down a stat here. I think the we've been meeting since 1950. The Steelers and Colts. I think maybe it was you guys were the Baltimore Colts at the time, or whatever it was. Um, the, and then the Steelers, they, we split the first four games, but since then, I'm sorry if this hurts you, uh, the Steelers are 24 and four and on a seven game win streak, which I didn't even know that it does not shock me. I cannot, like I'm telling you when I say trying to think of the last time we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. it, it's tough. Um, I, there's a lot of negative, um, uh, memories that I have going back through. Yeah. So that, let's talk about negative memories for you. The AFC championship in 06, when big Ben stopped the Nick Hart, I think, what was it? 21 to 18. I think I, I was 16 years old. I watching it with my co-host who I do the uh, sick, but again, you're, you're tuned into the Steelers crazy sick podcast. You can check us out all down here. We got Destin Adams, of SB Nation, Stampede Blue for the shoe. Here we go. Like I said, we're, we're all just here to watch football, but we love to bring on, you know, other guests and insiders. We can talk smack, but at the end of the day, man, it's for the love of the game and it's bigger than football. So we do really appreciate you coming on here. And and we always, like I said, it's cool to get another perspective because, you know, you always see it from like a home home side of you and then to get, you know, someone who's, you know, I, I checked out your work and, and it's awesome. So we're really appreciative to have you on the show. Anytime. Um, so we'll, we'll do this. The, we'll end it with this. You can, it real simple. Don't, don't have to elaborate or anything. The Colts win if. Yeah, I, I think the Colts win if they get back to dominating the line of scrimmage. The, the Colts offensive line has to step up. Yeah. Um, I know you said not to elaborate much here, but um, Ryan no, Kelly didn't. Ryan Kelly didn't practice today. Ryan Kelly was in and out of the blue tent right. last Sunday. Um, so if he does, if he's not out there, they're going to be down to most likely Danny Pinter at mm-hmm. center, and that's going to be three pretty questionable guys on the offensive line with the left tackle in. Um, Bernard Ryman is a rookie. We got Will Fries as the second year, sixth round pick. Um, and then we'd have Danny Pinner at center. Um, a lot of question marks there. And I really like the Steelers defensive line. Um, Cameron Hayward has always been a guy that yeah. gives the Colts issues. TJ Watt is who TJ Watt is. Doesn't need much to be said. And I've always liked Alex Highsmith's game, even out of mm-hmm. college. Um, had a really high draft grade on him. He was one of my guys that year, actually, um, through that yeah. draft process. So it's been really Speaking cool. Speaking of the see. draft, it's, it's at the combines at lucas oil stadium do you is that something you attend yeah i've attended the combine the last two years yeah um, so. i i wanted to get out there maybe if if i get out there i'm, I'm gonna give you a follow on twitter hey, I'll, I'll uh we'll have to we'll have to hit up some indie spots I'll, i yeah, got you just let me know 
All right, so we'll end it on this. Steelers win if. Um, I, I think the Steelers win if their offense is able to make up for where the where the Colts offense falls. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think this needs to be a game where you score a lot. You kind of mentioned that the Steelers were able to put up 30 yeah. last week and they didn't score. I'll tell you this. If they score 30 against the Indianapolis Colts, they're winning by multiple scores. Yeah. The Colts have scored only over 20 points three times this season, and they've won all three of those. Um, the Colts have really struggled to put points on the board, and if the – Steelers can kind of build off that success this past week. I think the Colts defense is good, but I think the defense is still built to bend at times. Mm -hmm. So they just got to take those opportunities that the Colts offense gives them um, and use that to score points. Most definitely. Well, again, we thank you for coming on. You're tuned in to the Steelers Crazy Podcast, a sick media production. I'm here with Destin Adams of Colts SB Nation, an insider for Stampede Blue for the shoe hey we really appreciate you coming on the sick podcast you're part of the sick family now and uh i know our friends over there in canada they're titans fans but they were so gracious to have a a colts insider on so they put it aside for the love of football so we really appreciate that shout out to everyone over at the sick team and uh yeah man good luck monday um and uh yeah, like I said, I'm going to I'm going to take you up on that for that combine. I'll get after the show. So, we appreciate you. And this is the Steelers Crazy Podcast. We'll see you Tuesday for the Chris Wormley and Friends show. Make sure you give us a follow and thank you Destin Adams and go Steelers. See you guys. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.